0: I think it's going. Yes, it's going. Yeah. We have a recorder, by the way, you guys. It's on the email that, that's sent out. There will be a, a, a site, little blue letters. Don't completely understand it, but little blue letters. You just click and push, and they'll take you to a site that will have me talking on it after I get done tonight. Uh, my grandma, right? This, this woman. I mean, some of you guys in this room have met my grandma during my graduation, but... Uh, uh, She has wanted me for so long to, why did you share some of these cute little jokes I got for you? (laughs) I'm sure, you know, Clint was there and and Carrie, and there's a few other people in this room that were at my graduation party that that heard a few of my grandma's jokes. Um, These are proper. So, uh, a kindergarten teacher was observing her classroom of children while they were drawing. She would occasionally walk around to see each child's work. As she got to one little girl who was working diligently, she asked, Well, what the drawing was. The little girl replied, I'm drawing God. The teacher paused and said, But no one knows what God looks like. Without missing a beat or looking up from her drawing, the little girl replied, They will in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Grandma. I got one more here. the children were lined up in the cafeteria of a Catholic elementary school for lunch. At the head of the table was a large pile of apples. The nun made a note and posted on the apple tray, Take only one, God is watching. Moving further along the line, uh, the lunch line, at the other end of the table was a large pile of chocolate chip cookies. A child had written a note this time. Take all you want. God's watching the apples. <laughs> <laughs> thought i to honor my grandmother for a little bit there. <laughs> Tell her to go to the website. She'll get it. Second Timothy. Oh, has everybody got a piece of paper? Everybody got a pen? Mm-hmm. pen. need a paper. No oh, paper or a pen? Pens down there as well. Got one? Okay. Anybody else? a big stack paper over here. Paper's great here. Pass the pens back, please. Now, whoever's got the ba- box last, you can help afterwards set it on the table out there and then people can drop it back in the box. Looking out for you, Paul. Otherwise, Paul will have to pick them up later. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody ready? If everybody's ready, say amen. 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 That was enough. 2 Timothy 3.1 But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. The Amplified says, difficult, harsh, violent, or fierce. Verse 14 says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned. You guys, we are going to go through times of refining and purification in the body of Christ. Times of trials and hardship. All I assure you, to build character and develop a life of intimacy with the one who says, Let there be. My topic tonight is called Kingdom Vocabulary and the importance of our words in such times as these. My goal is that after my teaching, you will realize the power of your words and change the way that you use them according to the Word of God. Okay. First thing, with everybody's got their paper and everything ready. What the Bible? I, I want to first talk about what the Bible says about sickness. First of all, sickness is a captivity, and the verse there is Job 42:10. The Lord turned cap, the, the captivity of Job. Uh, number two, a curse. Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 11:26, Deuteronomy 30, verses 1 and 19. Number three, uh, sickness is destruction. Psalm 107.20, John 10.10. 10. Number four, an oppression. Acts 10.38. Number five, a bondage. Luke 13.16. I'm going to be running by scriptures here in a little bit, and so it might get a little fast, but I'll try and slow down for you. Um, what, what, why does sickness abound today? The question, the question right now is, is why does sickness abound today? Number one, it's accepted with an P T E D. All right. Number two, it's expected with an E. Number three, sin abounds. Number four, people put more faith in man's medicine and man's carnal opinions than what God says in His truth and what His Word declares over each and every one of us tonight. Um, uh, if, if you know how important your words are tonight, I want you to raise your hand. Maybe 15 of you. This message is for you. For all of you who raised your hand, I'm just sealing the book that's already written in your heart. For everybody else, this is definitely for you. Praise the Lord. Charles Cap says that Christianity is called a great confession, but most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess the wrong things. Yeah. They have spoken the words of the enemy. Yeah. And those words hold them in bondage. Proverbs 6, 1 and 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Faith-filled words will put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Remember, words are the most powerful thing in the universe. Jesus himself is the word. God never does anything without saying it first. God is a faith God. God releases his faith in words. And and Jesus answered, uh, uh, saying unto them, He said, Have faith in God. A more literal translation of this Mark 11, uh, uh, 22 verse, it literally would be, Have, the, have the, the kind of faith that God has. Have the God kind of faith. And that's saying, like, literally, Ephesians 5, 1 says that we are to literally... Uh, imitate, be imitators of God as children are to their own parents. We are to imitate God in everything. That means to imitate God, we must talk like Him Mm -hmm. and we must act like Him Mm -hmm. to truly become like Jesus because Jesus only did what He saw the Father doing. God would never ask us, know this, that God would never ask us to do something that we are not capable of doing. Know that Jesus... (laughs) was our example. Jesus is our example. You go through uh, the Gospels, you will find out everything that Jesus laid out for us, before us, as a forerunner of what we are to walk in. The fullness of what He has for us is in this book right here. Jesus operated in faith principles. Mark 11.23 and Matthew 17.20 Faith is a mustard so you can speak to this mountain. It shall be removed. While he, while he was on the earth, Jesus spoke to the wind and the sea. Jesus spoke to demons. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Jesus even spoke to the dead. And His faith demanded a response. Uh, let, let me let me ask everybody real quick. Uh, if, if Jesus came to you personally and said, from this day forward, it will come to pass that everything you say will happen exactly as you say it would that change your vocabulary?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I honestly believe that it would In Matthew Ma- Matthew 16:19 Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom listen listen carefully he's talking about the keys of the kingdom you got. You guys, you, guys, you guys want true access to what God want, has for each and every one of us today right now on this earth? These are the keys right now. He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Our words are literally the keys to the kingdom. Our access. So what we speak and how we speak it will determine the level of the kingdom that we're going to allow into our life. I continue, words are containers. They carry faith and they carry fear. And they also produce after their own kind. Remember Jesus says, you will know a tree by its fruit. You will know somebody by the words that are coming out of their mouth. Remember Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You guys are going to hear that, that verse a lot tonight. Uh, your life is, is literally dictated and directed by your words. Uh, Kenneth Hagin said this one time. He said that you can locate somebody spiritually within three minutes of any conversation that you have with them. Three minutes. The Bible stresses the importance of our words. And right now, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. This. This is just. You guys can write these down as fast as I speak them. But I. I, I will go a little bit fast for time. And but
1: this is just going to.
0: Seal the deal right now. This is the word of God, and I'm just going to speak the truth of what God has for each and every one of us right now about how important it is to watch our mouth and to watch the words that come out of our mouth. Proverbs ten eleven. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Job twenty two twenty eight. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. We can actually decree things by our words yeah. Proverbs twelve six, the words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them, you guys, you want deliverance hang out with the upright
1: that's
0: all it takes, you guys want to deliverance just hang out with Jesus for a night <laughs> it's a real deal Proverbs twelve fourteen, a man shall be satisfied with, the, with good by the fruit of his mouth amen Proverbs twelve eighteen. The tongue of the wise is health. You guys want health? Speak what the wise speak. We'll find out in a second. Proverbs 13, 3. He that keepeth his word keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 14, 3. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Proverbs 15, 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge but the mouth of the fools pours out foolishness. Proverbs 15:4 A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Now, you guys know what a breach everybody know what a breach is. When an army is attacking a fortress, when they break open a wall, it's called a breach, and that allows the entire army to infiltrate the entire fortress and go in with their entire army and completely infiltrate everybody inside, take over the fortress. That's how powerful that our words are. Literally Perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. If we speak perverse words in our life, it's going to be a breach in our life. It's going to allow access to the enemy to come in and give us all sorts of trouble. Right, amen? Amen. amen? Proverbs 18.7 A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs 18.20-21 20 through 21, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall be... "...shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit thereof." Amen is right!
1: Yeah.
0: Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three: "...whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles." James 3-6, "...and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our very members." "...that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature in our life." What a powerful thing, our tongue, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Proverbs 16:21 through 24 "...the wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. But the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips." Pleasant words are in honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to all thy bones. Pleasant words are health to our bones, you guys. Hallelujah. You guys got a broken bone tonight? Come on, just start speaking the word of God over your life. Just start speaking pleasant words. We should take these healing scriptures and we should apply them to our life every single day. I mean, granted, when we are injured and when we're sick, we apply the ointment. We apply the correct ointment, right? And when we apply that correct ointment, we don't just do it once or twice, right? We do it until we're, we're healed. But even beyond it, we should be doing it constantly, day in and day out, so that we have cultivated a life that's ready to receive what God wants to give to us. Amen? Amen. So if a bad report comes, you've already got the seed planted you got the fruit you can pick from. You can yeah. say, man, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, you know? There's no weapon that is fashioned against me that shall prosper. You know, Amen. these apples are sweet. Hallelujah. Really, its I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you could just keep picking all day long. I mean, I, I just ran over about 15 scriptures. now well, hallelujah. Um, question, are there any farmers in here? Yep. Yep, okay, one, two. Andy, I know Andy's a farmer. <laughs> Another farmer. one? <laughs> What happens if you if you plant a late crop? Bad news. Bad news. Bad. You might not get a harvest. Yes. Hallelujah. You might not get a harvest. The truth is, too often, too many of us start behind the game.
1: Yeah.
0: We need to plant and plant now, you guys. Uh, if you guys were here last time that I spoke on uh, on cultivation, you, you, you will remember how... I described through Matthew 13, uh, Mark chapter 4, and Luke 8 on how to develop a life that is cultivated in order to hear what God is giving to us, that we can, it can be a seed in our life. Remember, the gospel is, 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 is uh, salvation, healing, and deliverance. So when the seed is planted in our life, that seed is going to be touched inside of us based on the level of uh, uh, how our ground is. is it, do, do we have uh, the fallow ground? Is it broken up? Are we, are we sitting in, in a bunch of weeded soil? Or are we sitting on get good ground where we're producing some 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold? Amen? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now, based on this, I'm, I'm not talking about every single day doing hour and hour and hour, every hours and hours every single day of reading healing scriptures. I'm talking maybe three to five minutes a day. I mean, think about it. Three to five minutes a day. Three minutes a day for the next um, you know, year or next nine months, it's 900 minutes that you spent in the Word. And this is we're just applying this. Um, is anybody, I'm, I'm sure there's many basketball players in here, right? But I, I'm going to relate this because my pastor, Jim Hammond, he talks about basketball all the time. Pastor Matt Hammond's son. And, and he talks about basketball all the time because he coaches the girls' basketball team at Maranatha High School. And they have got one of the best basketball teams in the state in their division. And, and they win state year in and year out. And all I hear with testimony after testimony about his, is about his basketball team. And one thing that the Lord put in my mind is that is, is when you dribble a basketball, he says that in order to be an average person to be a good basketball player, you must dribble a basketball seven minutes a day for the next year to a year and a half full speed, and you will be able to maneuver around everybody, it doesn't matter if anybody's you know, guarding you or whatever it is, and you're you know, dribbling down the basketball, so I mean seven minutes a day, that's all that it takes, that's not much time at all. I mean seven minutes there's times when I've stood there for seven minutes. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. I mean three to five minutes a day of just picking out healing scriptures of the word of God. I mean I can I can email Paul the healing scriptures and he can send them out and you guys can just start a fire in your own house, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Woo! 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 Do it.
0: But I know this is for somebody in here. If it's not for you, then it's for somebody that you know. But I, I assure you, it's for every single person in here. You know? So we need, we need to confess healing over ourselves daily. We need to confess life and not death. Remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. We have a choice, Deuteronomy 30, 19. Because God called before us heaven and earth, that he set it, literally set heaven and earth before us, that we choose life or death, blessings and curses. And he actually commissioned us. He says, you know what, guys? It's, it's now your choice. It falls in your court. Choose life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've heard it said once, say three times, believe once.
1: Mm.
0: Makes sense, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God's word is always going to help you. Amen? Mm-hmm. Say, Say, repeat after me, it doesn't matter what I'm going through, God's word will always work for me. Amen. This being said, let's turn to uh, James chapter 3. We're going to go to, uh, I'm going to start in verse 2. If you're there, say amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. amen.
0: That's not enough amen. <laughs> i just, I'm just I just, I still hear people flipping paper. It's right after Hebrews. I'm, I'm just kidding you guys. Uh, verse 2. Everybody ready? Yes. Yes. For we stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, Although, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires." I'm gonna stop there for a second. I, I raised horses. I grew up on a farm. I grew I grew up in forty acres. Um, I raised horses. And uh, watching these things, I, I loved the old westerns. You know John Wayne. Anybody in here a John Wayne fan? There's a couple of us. Pilgrim. Um, That's all right, Pilgrim. We watched these. They would go around and rope and you know they they take the lasso and they try and rope a wild mustang, right? And these guys are wild. I mean, these guys knew freedom their whole life. Freedom from every man, freedom from brokenness, freedom from. I mean, they did anything that they wanted in the wild grasslands and they did it. All right? Until these cowboys come by, right? Swinging these lassos, kicking them around the neck. Now, these cowboys, some of them actually fell off of their horse because these stangs were so massive, right? I mean. Not the Duke, of course. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just goes on saying, Clint. I mean, <laughs> I, but if you put a bit in their mouth, a bit is a little piece of metal. It's a little round piece of metal that's that's hooked to another piece of metal that fits over their 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 nozzle, right, or their their nose. And it's and it clips around their ears, all right. Clips around their ears, and they actually call it the reins, all right. And it sits there because there's, there's one part of the leather strap that sits behind the head. So this little bit they're biting on, but the whole thing is connected to these reins. And they could move the reins left or right and dictate which way they'll go. Now it doesn't matter how broken a horse is, if, if, they're, if they're broken or not. If you put a bit in their mouth and you start moving their head based on these reins, they're going to move. They're going to move. You might get a couple of, you know, they might buck you a couple of times, but trust me, they're going to move. I, I, I had a pony named Cookie. Remember this one, Clayton? <laughs> I had a pony named Cookie, right? And, and whenever we let him just run around free, I would just let the reins just kind of dangle, right? One day, I think he decided he thought he was going to be pretty smart and take off running. Bad idea. The guy started running, galloping, and he's kind of looking, going, me, look at me, right? And he's galloping, and he catches the reins with his foot. Doesn't tumble about three or four times, and just lays there. And, and you know, at that time, you know, BC, here's me and my brother going, ha, <laughs> It was funny. You guys should have been there. But we, well, uh I mean, that's what happens in our own life. I mean, how many times do we step our, our, on our own words? I mean, our, our, our life is dictated by our tongue, literally. I mean, how many times do we say something, we end up tripping over it later, right? Yeah. Uh, but how many times do we say something that, that enforces what we, what we speak and, and builds us up, right? The same thing with the ship in verse 4. He talks about the ship having a, such a small, even, the, even though the mass is great, and, and the winds could be great, and the waves could be pushing you wherever. Doesn't matter. That rudder is going to dictate where you're going to go. Now, think about it. The, the wind of our life, the winds of our life, the the, the uh, struggles that we're going through, maybe pushing us one way, right? Mm. But if we dictate that rudder in the direction of God, mm. guess what? The entire ship's going. We're going to the place we need to go, right? Amen. Yeah. The opposite is true. Is if the wind of the Spirit is pushing us one way. Yeah. And and we dictate our life based on the circumstances of our carnal nature, yes. based on the circumstances of what's going on in the world around us, based on the circumstances of what's going on in this movie or this song here. Then we're going to dictate our life away from where God wants to, what God ultimately wants to take us, right. and we're going to enter into a place we don't want to go. Yeah. Jesus said that it's not what goes in the body that defiles the body, but what comes out. It's true. You guys. I think I'm getting somewhere right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, I mean, what comes... I, whew, I, whew, Jesus, whew, thank you, Lord. You see, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Uh, Proverbs, 4, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 have been just amazing verses in my life. But I'm just... My son, attend... To my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eye. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. To how much of the flesh? Ten percent. Twenty percent. All right. Verse 24 through 27 says, "Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eye, let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight." before thee ponder thy path and thy feet and let all thy ways be established turn not to the right or to the left let not thy foot walk the path of evil Ephesians 4 uh, 29-30 says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but what is good and necessary for edification that it may impart grace to the hearers Shortly after there, Paul says, do not grieve the Spirit. Guys, our eyes and our ears are conduits to our heart. What we put in front of our eyes, what we listen to, will end up in our heart. Whether we like it or not, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, that's, that's a big thing, you guys. That's a big thing. I, 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 out of the abundance of the of the heart, the mouth speaks. I once heard a, a a preacher say this once: Put your thumb on a on a on a table and hit it with a hammer, and what comes out will dictate where you are with the Lord. Right? I, I don't suggest trying it and testing the Lord. You know the Lord cannot be tempted. I'm just saying I heard that before. Right? Uh, Colossians three two says. Set your mind on things from above and not on where? Earthly.
1: Earthly.
0: On earthly things. Set your mind on things from above and not on things of the earth. Mm-hmm. Say it with me right now. I will, I will set my mind on things from above. I will set
1: my mind on things from above.
0: And not on things of the earth. My personal testimony of, of uh, s- this speaking, this dictating my language, dictating this vocabulary, started about four years ago. And about four years ago, I used to walk in, um, I used to get sick every other season, uh, every season. Every time a new season comes, I'd get a sore throat, I'd get, my eyes would get a cold, I'd get stuffed up. Sometimes I'd get a little pain behind the, tube, the, the temples here, um, and I just, I hated it. I read the Word, and the Word told me different than my circumstances. So I decided to dictate my life based on the Word of God. So I started to, to speak things. Like if, if I had a cold, people are like, oh, you sick today. No, I'm healed. You know, this is me. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. <laughs> there are no weapons fashioned against me that prosper. You know, I'm speaking this stuff and I got a stuffed up nose. And they're just, I mean, nobody wanted to hang out with me. I offended everybody. I mean, ask as, as, as anybody that's really, really close to me, even Clint. I mean, I offend everybody when I try things once. I mean, I could write what not to do when you fast, right? I mean, I'm serious. I mean, how not? I mean, it's, yeah,
1: Yeah, a little hot there.
0: Uh, But uh, two years into it, I started to experience something in my life. I started to experience freedom. I started to experience healing. I started to experience uh, the abundance of what God has for me. I started to experience the keys. I started to turn the key. And, and the kingdom of heaven started to open to me the healing started to open to me I started walking in supernatural health you guys hallelujah. for the last two years I have been walk- walking in supernatural health I can give you a handful of times that I can fit in my hand less than five times that I've actually been sick in the last two years prior to that I couldn't put it in both of my hands and both of my feet I could fill a sandbox full of times I got sick <laughs> I mean ha- yeah hallelujah I'll, I'll receive that amen I mean, it's, it, the, the second two years was much easier to say I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus because people are looking at me and they're looking and they're saying, yeah, I see you're healed. But my circumstances before they had yet, not yet manifested based on what the Spirit was telling me mm-hmm. and what God's Word told me I could have. What changed in my life? I built Character. I cultivated my life. I cultivated this soil to receive the healing power of God. To receive that seed in abundance and let that root go deep to every area of my body. That the stem grew up thick and strong. Even when it was broken by the wind of the Spirit, it grew even stronger. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Then it grew fruit. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I tell you what, I'm not the only one that's experienced this fruit. This is when ministry of healing comes out, you guys. When fruit takes place. When, when, you, when you go and you pray for somebody in Perkins and they get healed on the spot and they don't know what to tell you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's overflow. You're not ministering out of your cup. You're ministering out of the overflow. That's how God wants us to walk, you guys. God wants us to walk in the overflow of what he has for us. Now, you are not lying when you speak these things. You're speaking God's truth. Now, let me, let me, I, I heard this, I heard this saying one time. Um, if it's Saturday and God tells you it's Sunday, guess what, you guys? It's no longer Saturday. Right? I mean, God's truth trumps our truth every time, At any day of the week. Um, what am I saying? Number one, we are spirit beings. Paul said that the things of the natural are subject to thank, are subject to change according to the things of the spirit. Number two, God is not sick. God's not, on, God's not sitting on his throne with a cold, you guys. <laughs> it's true. Number three, 2 Corinthians 5.7, we are to walk by faith and not by sight.
1: Amen.
0: Paul is literally saying we're to walk according to the things of the Spirit, not according to the things of our natural circumstances, you guys. If we have a cold, guess what? God's got promises that tells us, hey, I want you whole. I want you walking away from this. I want you walking towards me so I can give you wholeness and everything that I have for you. Amen? Amen? Some say that they are sick because God is teaching them a lesson or punishing them. Let me ask. If an earthly father were to give his child a rare disease or break his child's arm or ankles, I tell you they might be doing some serious jail time, you guys. I mean, it's, it's a serious thing. There are people. There, I mean, there are doctrines that teach this. God, know that know that God says that He gives good gifts to His children to Amen. those who ask. Remember when He says, I, "When I give you the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to give you a rock, a scorpion, or a snake." He says, "I'm not going to give you an evil spirit." I'm not, not going to give you uh, uh, the devil. I'm going to give you what you ask for. I'm going to give you the, my blessings. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. And, and just like an earthly father, God is when when God sees you in a direction that you're going, God's going to yell, "Stop!" I mean, if you're walking. Across, I mean, literally, God's going to yell at you. But hey, if you continue to walk in your rebellion, guess what? God will allow those things to happen. Yeah. If you continue to walk in your rebellion and disobedience, God will allow. That to happen based on your ignorance and disobedience. Amen. First Corinthians 10:13 says that for God will not allow us to go through things above what we are able, but will with the way, but will wake, make a way for us to escape those trials, tribulations, persecutions and struggles. The Bible says in Proverbs three: seven through eight, "Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones." He literally says, you guys, Solomon says, be not wise in thine own eyes. I I was sitting with the Lord one day and and I was was meditating on this verse and I, I asked, what are you saying in this? I mean, be not wise in your own eyes. And the Lord is saying, people try to explain their way out of my promises. They try and become wise according to the world and dictate their own words based on their natural circumstances because they didn't believe what God's word had for them they try and turn their life, their entire ship, their entire uh, 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 engine towards their circumstance and not towards God. Speak the truth. Now, I got a few confessions written down here for you guys. You guys ready for this? No. I'm going to speak it and you'll hear a pause. You continue. All right? You guys ready? Say amen. 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 All right. By his stripes.
1: We are healed. Right. Right. Right.
0: That works too. Repeat exactly what I say from here on out. <laughs> there is no weapon fashioned against me that shall prosper. There is no weapon, weapon fashioned against me that shall prosper. If God be for me, God me, me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. Daddy loves me. Daddy loves me. And wants me to prosper. And wants me to prosper. And be in good health. And be in good health. Even as my soul prospers. Even as my soul prospers. Hallelujah. Come on. Give you guys a hug and 11:23 23, and 24 says that uh, uh, faith is a mustard seed. You could speak to this mountain. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. How many times are we are, are we directing towards a mountain? Sometimes it may feel like we're actually walking up the mountain. Spiritually, we're, we're plowing right through it. It may feel like, I'm going to repeat that again. It may feel like we're walking and trudging up the snowy cliffs and it's getting harder and harder. But what we're actually doing is we're going right through it. Amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah, I'll go through it. So how do we walk in kingdom vocabulary? I'm sure that's the question on everybody's mind. Uh, Proverbs fifteen thirty says, the light of the eye rejoices the heart. Matthew six twenty-two says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. Wow. Jesus said that, you guys. He says what we put in front of our eyes is going to dictate whether we're walking in His wholeness, whether we're walking in light or in darkness. What we put in our eyes, in front of our eyes. Hey, Jess. I haven't seen you for a while, buddy. (laughs) Number one, you ready for this? Number one, point number one, five points. Number one, recognize our surroundings. So we must recognize our surroundings, our friends, who we hang out with, the kind of music we listen to, uh, the kind of movies that we watch. uh, Etc. all will affect our life whether we like it or not. Now, uh, show me the above list that I just explained to you, our influences, our friends, the music, the movies that we watch, and I will show you who you will be and what you will be in eight months to a year.
1: It's
0: true. Let me say that again. Show me who your friends are where your influences come from, what television shows you watch, what movies you watch, what music you listen to, and I will show you who and what you will be like in eight to one, eight months to one year's time. Number two, faith. Romans 10:17. Says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I've got a question for you. This may be obvious. Whose words do you hear the most? Our own. Yours. Our own. We hear our own words the most. Mm-hmm. So guess what, you guys? How we speak is going to dictate how our life goes. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians five seven says to walk by faith and not by sight. Remember, faith is a muscle. Right, faith is a muscle. We must work at it. Anybody work out in here? First Salamo. <laughs> yeah, buddy. He's out there picking up the table, going, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> faith is a muscle. We must work out, guys. There's no quick pill that we can take to get us advance us in the kingdom. It takes work. It takes hard work. Read through the Proverbs. You will find. You will find it. It throughout all the Proverbs. <laughs> It takes hard work. It takes discipline. It takes correction. Right, Paul? I get that a lot. The correction part. (laughs) Number three, confession. Romans 10.10 says, With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Know this, that, that the promises of God are not automatic. Just because it's in the word... Doesn't mean it's automatic. We must go in there, seek it out. Remember, uh, 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 the the uh, uh. it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of a king to search it out. Right? It's our responsibility to go and search out what God has for us in this mystery. You guys, this is a mystery, and it's a mystery to be revealed. I tell you what, you guys, I love unlocking the mystery. I love getting in here, digging in, and just uh, having my way, you know? Just swimming around a little bit, you know? Just, oh, I love it. Just just unlocking the mystery. It's, I mean, just like any relationship, any marriage. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to take away from a, a, a marriage before I'm married. You know, I would, I would want to, to, to cherish what God is about to give me. You know what I'm saying? All
1: right. that's good.
0: Everything that you do before marriage is going to take away from the actual marriage. Mm -hmm. Amen? Romans 10, 17. Once again, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 4, 17. Abraham spoke those things as be not as though they were. And he kept speaking that. He even got a name change from Abram to Abraham, which meant father to many. I mean, he's walking around going, call me Abraham. He doesn't even have one child,
1: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number four, patience. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham waited for his promise for 25 years. Wow! Man, I can't I can barely wait a week! You know? Twenty-five years, you kidding me? Man. First he waited twelve years until his wife showed up. Hey guess what? I got this really hot Egyptian chick, you know, that is hanging out with me. You know, why don't you get your you know why don't you just take your seed from her? Take it. Okay. <laughs> then he waited another thirteen years for Isaac. David was appointed king, but did not walk in his promise until 13 years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Joseph, after his dream, waited 13 years to see his promise fulfilled even when he spent the majority of his time in a dungeon.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: James uh, uh, 1, 2-4 says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. It's good. Uh, it's good. Patience produces perseverance. Yeah. Which leads me to my next point. Number five, perseverance.
1: Mm.
0: Perseverance. I love eight, eight, uh, Webster's 1828 dictionary. Big green thing. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Webster's 1828 says that perseverance is persistence in anything that is undertaken or a continued pursuit. How do we persist? One, read the word. Two, meditate. When we think about meditate, don't think about memorization. Think about how a cow chews its cud, right? Four stomachs. They chew it. They chew the grass. goes in one stomach. They kind of regurgitate it. That's how. That's how God wants us to. That's what the word meditate means. Joshua one eight, Psalm one one or one two um, says that word meditate literally means to regurgitate, to constantly let that come up and constantly. And and a cow actually has four stomachs, so that's four processes that it needs to go through. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number three, pray. Develop a cultivated life of intimacy, ready to receive anything God has to offer at any time, in any situation. How am I doing on time, Paul? We're getting there. We're getting there. Ready to wrap it up. I'm I'm ready to wrap it up right now. (laughs) Final thoughts. Ask yourself, are you sick or are you overcoming sickness? I mean, this may sound silly, but these are things that God taught me as I was going through this process. Instead of walking through, you know, and, and, and it manifested in the natural that it looked like I was sick, all right? I would tell people, I'm, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. And it completely offended them. You know? So I would say, well, I'm overcoming. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. What testimony? I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you broken or are you healed in the name of Jesus amidst the circumstances that presently surround you? Will you speak life or will you speak death? Deuteronomy 30, 19. I, I want to go to it. If anybody's got a Bible, go to it real quick. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I just, this is so important. Say amen if you're there. Amen. Amen. We read a verse twenty. I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life. That both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land of the Lord, sworn to your fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You guys, choose life. Make a conscious decision in your life today to choose life. To speak from here on out. To speak life constantly, day in and day out. Now, I, I want to pray, but before uh, I, I pray, um, um, uh, after after I pray, if it's all right with Paul, can we small groups? Is that? Sounds good. Paul says it's good. we good. We'll break up in like three, two or three, three, four.
1: Good.
0: Just, I mean, just to make, you know, just some confessions. You know, guys, I haven't been completely whole in my words or I've been listening to this music. I've been watching this and, you know, I know that it's wrong, but there's something inside of me. I just, I just don't want to quit. But that confession, that, that, that first step, that's the first step up that giant ladder of success that God wants us to walk in, you know, it's, I mean, one step at a time. If we're not going to jump up like Spider-Man and, you know, leap 10 stories, mm-hmm. you know, only God can help us to do that, amen?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want to get together in maybe groups of three or four and and just, just talking amongst ourselves and just say, you know what, um, if anybody's got any confessions or anything, this, this is the time to do it. But right now I just want to end in prayer, and I just want to uh, just lift this night up. Anything else you want to add, Paul?
1: Guys with guys, easiest.
0: Guys with guys, girls with girls. Good idea. I
1: want to say, Bo, that I've seen this lived out in your life, and that you have a right to say this because you have learned this. And those who know Bo know that that's the way he speaks. He's careful on how he speaks. So thank You for sharing this and I, I
0: pray that we, we can receive it and, and let it change us. Thank you, Jesus, for what You've done in this room. Mm-hmm. God, I thank You for conviction. I thank You for holy reverential fear in the words that we speak. God, I know that we are working towards perfection. And sometimes it's not an overnight thing. Sometimes it's one step at a time. Sometimes it's one rung of the ladder at a time, God. But I thank you that we make a conscious decision, not just individually but corporately, to take that step, to start with that first step this night, to say, God, here this night, I choose you and your way alone. My way is futile and it leads to destruction. God, I choose your way and where you want me to go. God, you want me to prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospers. So God, I pray that each and every one of us would get that deep down in our hearts, that Father, it's not what comes in, but what comes out that defiles us. God, keep us in your Son that we would watch what goes in front of our eyes, that we watch what goes in our ears, that we watch... That those that we that we keep close fellowship with and close companionship with God, God, I pray that you put the right people in our path to to situate those areas so that we can so that we can truly walk according to your way and truly walk in perfection. So, God, I pray as as we break up into small groups. I I just want to thank you that this word was seen. C- in every single person's heart, that they truly will not leave it at their seats, that it will go with them wherever they go, mm-hmm. and it will be a source of overflow that other people can experience in their life and wonder why they're living in such wholeness and why they're living with such joy and overflow, God, and that they would ask the right questions that would lead and answer to only you. <coughs> so, Lord, we lift this night up to you. In Jesus' holy, precious name,
1: Amen. Amen. Anybody want to respond before we break up? Anybody want to just one or two? Thank you for your words of truth. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? (laughs) Anybody feel like you wanted this or any other Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I you're spot on